Hi, you're listening to the Hot Nerd Podcast with your girl, China Noel. Okay, let's get started. I'm just going to freestyle today's episode. There is no programming per se. I'm just going to run through some hot topics because what can I say? There's so much hotness going on in the world. Let me tell you, we've got to talk about this Jessica Krug lady. She really got me out of my stupor, okay, because I've not been with you guys for a couple of weeks now because there's so much happening. I'll update you with that later on. So apologies, you've not heard from me. I'm just getting back on the mic to do this podcast. And so today's podcast is all about this lady named Jessica Krug and identity. So Jessica Krug, if I'm saying her last name correctly, I don't I don't even care if I'm saying her last name correctly because she doesn't even care if I'm saying her last name correctly because what is her last name, right? If you've not heard, Jessica Krug is a lady who is a professor at George Washington University in Washington, D.C. And she's been passing for black, (laughs) whatever that means, right? So she's she's been going around telling people that, you know, she's a black woman, a woman of color, you know, and she's been doing African-American studies and all this kind of stuff in George Washington University. And then she got found out right? So a grad student of some sort, it's been said, found her out, called her out. And so she had to step out and be like, yo, I'm actually not black. (laughs) I don't know why that's so funny. (laughs) Some people on Twitter are not finding it funny though. They're like, listen, how dare she, you know, she has really hurt so many people of color by pretending to be a woman of color and she had the nerve one time to send her paypal (laughs) send her paypal account to someone and say i don't know you but you frequently share my work you need to pay me you know what i'm saying because i'm a woman of color and the labor of women of color is never appreciated right so she's gone about you know collecting money from people who use her work. Her specializations are like African-American studies and, you know, African studies and all of that. And it's just, I'm trying to prevent myself from laughing because I don't know, you know, you know, not to be ridiculous, but I looked at her. Have you looked at her? You need to Google Jessica Krug if you've not heard of this story. Her last name is spelled K-R-U-G. Her first name is Jessica. And, um, you know, I saw the story and I looked her up, I Googled her and I was like, yo, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like she really, I was so confused, you know, why couldn't she just be who she was? Like, why does she have to, you know, pass as black, you know, like Rachel Dolezal did? I mean, for me, it's a, it's a much more nuanced question, right? Which is why we're doing a whole show around it. Um, because a part of me was like, she kind of looks like my aunt, like no tea, no shade. <laughs> I was laughing because I was like, but she kind of, it's so funny because she looks, you know, like a woman of color. Like, you know, actually my aunts have much, um, my, my, my aunt's noses are, are slenderer, much more slender or slenderer. Is it slenderer than her nose? And, um, you know, they're, they're a bit tanner, but they're, you know, but they are light 
women, you know? So their features, (laughs) she kind of reminded me of their features a little bit. So I was like, that's amazing that she could have done that for 10, what was it, 10 years that she did it for and became a professor on all of that, specializing in African-American studies. And, uh, you know, what, what was her specialization again? I feel like I should go on Twitter and check all her specializations because I'm fascinated by it. Because if you're going to specialize in all that, well, why don't you specialize in colonialism, imperialism, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> the things that count. So her quote is, I'm not a culture vulture. I'm a culture leech. She comes out and confesses. And uh, I think the winning headline about Jessica Krug came from Bossip, which said, Caucasoid clownery. Jessica Krug, AKA Jess Bombalera, AKA Bruschetta Scott King. (laughs) So not Coretta Scott King, but Bruschetta Scott King, AKA Becky Shabazz. (laughs) So not Betty Shabazz, but Becky Shabazz comes out as diaspora deception, gets Jazzy Jeffed into the alabaster abyss. Oh my God, people are just having too much fun with this. They're just, they're laughing. And, you know, I wanted to talk about it in a little bit less of a binary black and white manner, so to speak, no pun intended. And in more of a nuanced manner, like what drove her to do all of that. Like, why does she, why, why does she, what was, I I would love to interview her. I'm sure she wouldn't come on this show, but, um, if she did, I would want to ask her, like, why, why did you have to go about being a black woman? And again, it goes to my whole thing about, because black people do this too. It goes to my whole thing about fetish, the fetish behind you know, the movement of blackness, right? Like there are real actual racist and prejudiced practices that we have out there in the world. And people actually do suffer from them, right? But what happens is a lot of these quote unquote woke, you know, like the hyper woke folk and the hyper know-it-alls go and they co-opt, they just take over and claim these pains and hurts that real people are suffering and they make it into this like know-it-all Twitter superiority about blackness as if like, you know, just being this hyper black person is so super important and cool. And they are these self-appointed woke leaders who think that they are the leaders of like the black race or something of the sort. And, uh, you know, they buy and sell blackness. They buy and sell our blackness. And I find that very problematic, even from these black, so-called black voices on Twitter. So I think that in that same vein, Miss Jessica over here was like, okay, you know, blackness sells she figured out, okay, let me stand out and get on the whole race bandwagon and uh, exploit, you know, blackness, but in this time in a good way, quote unquote, this time as being part of it, as opposed to 
you know, not being part of it. Do you see what I'm saying? Like she's like, oh, okay. Everybody out there seems to be exploiting blackness and exploiting race. How about I just do it as someone who's actually black? I think that's probably part of her thinking. I would guess if I, if I had to guess what she was thinking and why she made that decision, I would guess that. It's a way of standing out. If you can just talk about race all day, every day. Race, 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 race. Race sells. It's a hot topic. And what's really sad about that is, you know, it, the people who are actually dealing with racism, right? And I'm not saying that some of these fake, woke Black folk never dealt with racism or racist incidents in their lives. I'm saying that they undersell racial progress and they undersell anything that challenges harmony between, you know, black and white people so that we can continue to have racial tensions and they can continue to be the sole leadership voices in race. But the truth of the matter is that, you know, people have their perspectives on how they've experienced race in the world. Everybody does not have the same perspective on race and that's okay. Like you don't need to attack people who don't share your same racial opinions, God forbid. You know, but I mean that, I mean that to say that like, I mean that to say your own negative racial opinions, right? I don't mean that to say if you have, you know, a positive view on the world. I don't mean that to say, what am I trying to say, y'all? Give me, give me a second. Ooh, it is so early. I should have done this show later. But what I'm saying is, right, every, every woke black leader wants to be so, so mad. And if you're not as mad as they are about the same exact things that they're mad about, then you get called names. It's almost like they bully you to have their same opinions. Okay, let me just give you um, a concrete example of this. Adele, do you remember Adele? Um, do you remember Adele? Of course you, you remember Adele. But a recent topic was that Adele had these Bantu knots, right? She was rocking these Bantu knots. You guys know what Bantu knots are. They're an African hairstyle in which you roll your hair around in different knots, right? Beautiful Bantu knots, if you've seen them. Um, and she was waving the Jamaican flag because we couldn't have the Notting Hill uh, Carnival in Notting Hill because of the coronavirus. So anyway, Adele is pictured with her Bantu knots and her Jamaican flag and all the woke folk came out and attacked Adele, right? And it was like, you must have this opinion that Adele is culturally appropriating blackness. And it was like, okay, but what if she just wants to wear her bantu knots and fly the Jamaican flag? Like, so are you telling me that only black people can wear bantu knots and only black people can fly a Jamaican flag? Like, I, I personally was confused by the attacks against Adele. But it was like, there was this manufacturing of groupthink, of everybody having the same opinion. Oh, Adele can't wear Bantu knots. She's culturally appropriating. Man, you sent people to college one time. <laughs> one time. And everybody starts using the same term, cultural appropriation. Do you even know what cultural appropriation is? 
And what was killing me was that you had all these black women with their blonde weaves talking about Adele was culturally appropriating Bantu knots. Okay, so what happened the next day? Africans, Caribbeans, other people in the diaspora who dared to disagree with people attacking Adele clashed with people attacking Adele. Because Africans from the diaspora were like, I'm sorry, but you don't speak for everybody black. We don't mind Adele wearing Bantu knots, nor do we mind her waving the Jamaican flag. Jamaicans were like, she better wave that Jamaican flag, pun them, you know, okay, I don't, my patois sucks. But um, no, it doesn't suck. I just don't know what to say because I've not, I've not studied it enough. I'm sure if I studied it, I'd be able to say, yeah, you know, man them, pun them, yeah, you know, whatever. You know, Jamaicans were like, she she cool. Like, why are you speaking for us? What is this super woke, hyper woke blackness in which you think you can determine for us what we're okay with? We are the authentic Jamaicans living in Jamaica right now, whatever that means, right? Authenticity. But the point is, it's like, we're the Jamaicans. We live in Jamaica. We don't have a problem with it. So who are you to take to Twitter as if you are the leader of all blackness and challenge Adele on our behalf? And Africans were like, you guys are the same ones whom when we immigrate, you call us African booty scratchers and it was not cool to be African. And, you know, African-Americans were the same ones making fun of Africans. Now, all of a sudden, you're trying to speak on behalf of who's culturally appropriating an African hairstyle. Like, everybody, please stop. Stop. Every, just stop it. We are going absolutely nuts right now with what we think race and race relations and racism are. We need clear definitions on what to do with identity because I'm sorry, newsflash, nobody is one thing, okay? Nobody speaks for everybody on the planet and no group speaks for another group. Within that group, you're gonna have many, many differences and you're going to have many, many opinions. And I'm sick of Twitter and all these people just hijacking conversations about what people are supposed to think. Okay. Which brings me back to whole, to the whole Jessica Kirk thing, man, that, that lady has some nerve though. She makes me laugh. While I can't, you know, put her down, right? Because she's probably, (laughs) she's probably already had enough putting down. Um, was what she did wrong? Yes, absolutely. I mean, you know, if if, to the extent that race exists, I mean, I don't, I don't quite understand like why you had to do that. You know, I mean, you are usurping other people's identity in a way that hurts them, right? Because you are exploiting the blackness and using it Um, as a way to stand out and almost make gains, which is ironic, right? There's something we need to sort out about that because we are arguing that black people do not make any gains from being black. We argue that, but yet we're arguing at the same time that Jessica Krug, 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 whatever the fuck, made gains as a professor who was pretending to be black when she was actually white. 
We need to reconcile that. Which one is it? Do you make gains by being black or do you not? Or is there something more nuanced there in which, so for example, you have the issue of colorism, right? She looks lighter. If she, if she were a black person, she would be on average a much uh, lighter um, person according to how people describe blackness. Um, so I guess one could argue that there would be some privilege there. And I guess one could argue that there would be some privilege in the sense that she occupied the position of somebody else who could have genuinely studied Africans and African history and African-American history who was actually of that background. But then you have to question, I mean, is it only people who are Africans who can study African history? So this gets really messy, guys. It really does. Identity gets really messy. Um, and then you think about, you think about, all, you know, trans women. Everybody's like, no, 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 trans women are women. And it's like, well, but they're trans women. <laughs> like they were born men and they are trans women. I don't see anything wrong with that. Now, people attack JK Rowling because JK Rowling just <laughs> comes straight up. She comes straight out and just says like a drunk person. She's like, I don't understand trans people. And you know, you are not a woman and such and such and such. And she goes really hard. JK Rowling goes hard, man. She comes for trans people. And I don't, I don't support that. I don't, I don't think that it's right to say, oh, they're not women and all that. But I also, I also don't, I think there is a point there. They, they are not biologically women, right? The, the fight, the trans fight is to be recognized for who they are, not to be somebody else, right? Like your fight is that you are a trans woman and that should be okay. Your fight is not that you are a woman, period, right? Like that there is no difference between you and another woman. You are fighting for us to celebrate that difference. So why should we pretend that it's not there? Why should we say, oh yeah, all trans women, you know, are women and there's no difference? Yeah, the hell there is a difference between me and a trans woman. I mean, regardless of what you think of my looks, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not a trans woman. I am a woman and that's okay. That's okay to say. Like, I, I, I don't understand. People are getting really fucking insane with all this, you know, hyper identity stuff. Okay. Identity is fluid. Who gives a shit? Who, who really gives a shit? No, there, there, we're not the same. There's a trans woman and there is a woman, right? Um, because something, something monumental has occurred, a, a very significant identity shift gender shift, biological shift has occurred. And we honor that. We, it's not like we're putting it down or we're saying that there's a problem with it or anything like that. No, we're saying, yeah, you are a woman now. You are a trans woman. What's wrong with that? 
I don't know. I think they just come for J.K. Rowling because J.K. Rowling doesn't even, <laughs> she does not honor anything. She just goes, you're not a woman. Stop pretending to be, which I think is a little harsh. But my point of saying all that is to say, well, if we can allow all of that fluidity when it comes to gender and when it comes to biological sex, why do we not allow that fluidity when it comes to this whole notion of race? I'm not supporting Jessica Krug. I'm not supporting Rachel Dolezal because I think it's just funny. I think it's ridiculous. I do. I do. I just do. You know, and I think it's exploitative is really what it is. Okay. But I'm questioning even myself. I'm asking myself the question just as I'm asking you, why is it that when we talk about people wanting to shift their identities in that way, in terms of race, we're like, oh, hell no, we're just put off by it. But when they want to shift it in biological sex ways, we're like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. It's your life. You can be a trans. You can start being a, by being a boy and then become a woman later on. And we'll just give you a name, trans woman. There's something about race that hurts much more deeply and cuts much more deeply. We're so sensitive about it. We have to figure out what that sensitivity is. I will be back after the break. It's good to be here. You're listening to the Hot Nerd Podcast with your girl, China Noel. All right, you're listening to the Hot Nerd Podcast with your girl, China Noel. Wow, my break really took a whole day. <laughs> my break took a day. It took a whole 24 hours because when did we start recording the cast? Wasn't it yesterday? Wasn't it Monday? And now it's Tuesday. Let me tell you, I have to apologize again because I'm catching up to all these hot topics. And I have to say, if you want some healing, if you really, really want to see some healing and everybody to just come together in Kumbaya, black and white, everybody just like just just get rid of trump <laughs> seriously i think the happiest day of our lives is when this man is removed i mean it's really toxic and it has absolutely nothing to do with republican versus democrat because we don't even have like republicans anymore like the actual republican party like it's gone so far off the rails. I don't even know what we're looking at. And I just think that it feels like America is in a toxic relationship. This is an abusive relationship that we have with this Trump guy. It feels abusive. I mean, the gaslighting, the, the, just the anxiety all the time, the divisiveness, toxicity, like madness, weirdness, and what did we get ourselves into? Really? I mean, no, Republicans, Democrats, we need to come together like, and just go for this breakup. We're strong enough to do it. We are strong enough to come together and go for this breakup and like heal, you know? I mean, Jesus, it's 2020 and the number of race, racial, racism, race, race stuff, things, 
that we've heard in just this one year alone is is so toxic. Ever since he's been around, it's just like we've all been fighting and the hatred has gone up so much. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's it needs to stop. I'm over it. I'm tired of it. I don't even want to talk about him. Anyway, let us, oh, great. Just turned into the headlines and I saw that police shot a 13-year-old boy with autism after his mom called for help managing a mental breakdown, managing his mental breakdown. Can the police please stop with their like trigger happiness? Why would you shoot a boy with autism who's 13? Like that's on the headlines right now on CNN.com. Why? Like, but why? Anywho, um, back to the hot topics. We were talking about Jessica Krug and like, we're over it, whatever. She pretended to be black and we're all pretending to be sane, okay? <laughs> we're pretending to be okay while this weird pandemic stuff is like shutting down everything. Colleges are not even colleges anymore. I mean, I heard that one college, several colleges were giving tuition refunds and well, maybe not the tuition part, but the housing part and eating part. Because you're not going to the dining room to eat anytime soon. Do you know what I mean? So it's really, it's quite sad. Um, another thing that's so sad in the hot topics is that keeping up with the Kardashians is coming to an end. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, I love that family. You guys can say whatever you want about the Kardashians. I love them. I love them because they really, truly all are about love. I mean, I've even seen their responses sometimes to when people give it to them, like when people are rude to them and their responses are so classy back. I'm like, wow, I would have clapped back. But they're like, you know, they say things like, well, honey, behave <laughs> to like the nastiest comments. And I'm like, wow, I really love them. And they really look out for each other and they're really all about family and Many families can't boast that. So the next time that you're um, just keen to put down the Kardashians, think about just how well gelled your family is and how many members of your family have supported you as you've skyrocketed to your financial wealth in the same way the Kardashians and Jenners have supported each other. It's very rare. It's a very rare token of love that they've shown us. And so their show coming to an end is quite sad. Meanwhile, Ellen's show, Ellen DeGeneres' talk show is coming back. Even amid the rumors and talks and complaints that her talk show set was very toxic. So she's made some changes. She's fired like three executive producers and her talk show is going to come back. And so we look forward to that. I, I like Ellen too, actually. So hopefully, you know, we're all on the road to like less toxicity, more healing, um, you know, and just more love, more love. Oh, here's some other like better news, good news. So we're we're having a Golden Girls recast. <laughs> but this time they're recasting the Golden Girls with black actresses. So we're going to have Tracy Ellis Ross. 
We're going to have Regina King. We're going to have Alfred Woodard in the recasting of Golden Girls. Okay, I love Golden Girls. I love the original and from the looks of it and sounds of it, I'm going to love the recast too. Boom! Boom! So at least that's some good news, right? If nothing else happens. But guys, no, seriously, don't forget to vote. Um, I really, really want to return to a time when, uh, when things were not, maybe not so perfect, but at least respectable. We've lost a lot of our respectability with this person in the White House. We've degraded, you know, this long running institution in a way that has never happened before. And, um, we've really toxified the news with, uh, too many Trump headlines. So, Anyway, that's it for Hot Topics. I just wanted to come back and uh, wrap up with you. And thank you for listening. I want to hear your thoughts about Jessica Krug and the whole pretending to be black thing. Uh, I want to hear your thoughts on any other Hot Topics. And I'll be with you next time. You're listening to The Hot Nerd Podcast with your girl, China Noel. See you soon. Mwah. <laughs>